This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Oli Tikkanen. Yeah. And, and if I ask about the strap, like, you know, some of these modern heart rate monitors which are measuring from the wrist, they have a really flexible strap that you can actually put it quite tight, or then you can have kind of a more more plastic one. Would, would you say that this kind of flexible would be nicer for the children? And also, I don't know, how could, <laughs> what kind of material they like to chew? Could you, could you protect from, <laughs> the, from that? The yeah. silicone one, like, uh, I guess, uh, mm, it is silicone, right? The, the, probably yes. Yeah. I, I think it, that one, uh, the, they would chew it like the, 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 the young children, I, in my experience, they did it. Um, and then you, you might uh, put in place a strategy pro- pre- to prevent this from happening uh, or you could uh, because those are quite comfortable on the wrist but for some for some children they they were a bit uh, um, itchy for some of them so it's very important to explain the children that if they have any problem with the straps if they're too tight if they are itchy, um, or if they want to wear it, uh, they need to have a. a it, impo- it is important to explain that that they uh, that they should tell it. They should explain this to an adult because uh, I had children who reported me that uh, that the strap was um, was itchy and uh, they didn't like it, but they didn't say it. To, well, very few children say that, but they didn't report it to to an adult. Well, maybe this, uh, this it is important uh, for them to know that they can take it off if they don't want to wear it, or if or they or they, they should contact an, an adult, like the teacher or the or the parent, if uh, it is too tight, because we don't want the, our participants to have problems with the. And and you said that the wrist strap part can be too large for children. Did you have any experience of the device itself being too large or cumbersome? Did it have any effect on the data collection? No, the the one that we the one that we used uh, were um, were were fine for them. Like uh, they didn't they didn't find it uh, too too large. They didn't. Get any problem for the wrist ones? We used uh, the GT9X uh, link, which looked like a bit uh, um, like a smartwatch. So they were excited about um, having a, a smartwatch. But given that they, but they, given that they were really young, five to six years old, uh, they they wouldn't understand uh, because the numbers on it. Because we left uh, the we left it as a the display as a normal watch so they at least had uh, the hours but not the physical activity output on the display so it was so it was fun to have uh, a watch for them they some wanted to have also the physical activity as the um as you know the the 
the brands that now you know parents might have these watches that assess physical activity but uh, and, it's and not suggested and how, how would you say about the style and the looks in a way that do you want the children to be proud of wearing the device and show it to others or being like non-noticeable like did you have any experiences of this are the kids kind of proud of it or are they kind of hiding that it's what is that or how how did you no 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 they they were proud of it Uh, my experience uh, even if they were not that special in terms of uh, colors or or uh or uh, others they were just black devices like black black watches on their wrist they were quite mm, Uh, happy about it and showing it around on the first day but but then uh, it's it's good to see that they sort of get used uh, straight away because the um, the first day you don't want to assess the first day because generally only half day you know so you don't use it for the final data uh, physical activity data assessment and um And in that first day, they get used to it. They will show it around to other children, and and that might uh, potentially have uh, effects on uh, also on how they move. But they get used to it uh, pretty quick, pretty quick, and uh, it doesn't seem to be bothersome for some. I think some people uh, suggested to have uh, you know some something to make the the device is a bit more appealing for children, but I haven't read enough about the effects on compliance about that. I know other strategies, which I can suggest later to increase compliance. Mm, I I read about one study where they were using with with the Taiwan device that they were actually, I think it was a Superman sticker that they were putting oh, yeah. with the medical yes. tape and it, it in, increased the compliance quite a bit. So I think maybe making it something kind of uh, what children like, maybe a cartoon character or, or something could, could increase the compliance. Yeah, it could increase the compliance. Uh, if, it is, uh, if we are working on, uh, if we decided to use the, the one on the tie, then uh, it's also most of the time covered so it's not constantly under the view of the of the child so it, it could be but it could be good for them to have something special on it rather than just a, a tape and a, and a device i definitely think so yeah this is actually interesting because we just decided that For our Fibian Sense device, we will also do the wrist strap, as as you said, that the wrist is providing better compliance. So we we will start developing a wrist strap. So there's quite many decisions: what color you make, what kind of material, how do you make it look, what kind of style do you want to make? So so yeah, I, I, we had a we had one case where where a child was, I think, allergic to silicon. Uh, so we used uh, we searched for another material that it uh, was the thing with silicon. It's easy to clean because another thing after each uh, use, uh, these devices should be sanitized before being provided to other uh, children. And uh, if using other stra- straps that are made uh, with nylon or with uh, cotton, uh, those would stain easily. 
while the silicone ones are easy, easily washed and uh, they are fine for most of the children. Mm. And and if we if we talk about the very practicalities, how did you do the sanitizing? Do, did you do it when you get it back before before recharging them, or how how did you do in very very practical terms? We sanitize them before giving uh, giving it to them, like in terms of uh, um, sanitize the straps, uh, all the straps before before the giving out the the devices to the children in terms of um, um, uh, of uh, getting in the place. So let me, let's make an example. You you sanitize uh, all the devices, then you pay attention, you know, to have clean hands while while you do all the um, initialization of the devices. So when you manage all the settings of the device and you get them ready, and uh, that would be good enough. And then when you get them back, you clean them all, you download the data, and then you sanitize them again before the use. So th- this should be done all the time. Mm. And and did you use like an alcohol swipe or what kind of thing you used? No, there. Sorry, I don't remember the name of um, of the brand, uh, but there's products for uh, cleaning. Um, um, for cleaning, um, for example, g- uh, games, not games, uh, um, stuff for children, the stuff they play with, you know. So there's uh, there's products which are specialized to sanitize uh, the the stuff that, that children use to play. So I would go for this kind of, uh, and it was a, a, a product that you would put in a certain amount of water and just let, let the the straps and the device uh, mm. yeah so you basically water immer- immerse them yeah if it was yeah. re- uh, water resistant like with the straps we clean uh, with the device uh, um we we cleaned it like with the with the with the product and with the straps we immersed them inside the water and and you said that you did this before giving the devices to children how would you recommend doing this can you do it via mail uh, do you need to meet the children that that's yeah. depend on the project yeah. that's depend on the project um if you're doing a if researchers are doing a school based intervention as a in one of my in one of my studies i did it is um, you you would uh, bring the devices to the school that's of course the the best way so if this is what is happening there's some suggestions that i can give based on my experience for example uh, making sure that you have a good very good communication with the school and with the teacher within the classes that are participating in the project making sure that they know that you're coming sending emails a week before you're getting there the day before getting there, making sure that they answer to this email, making sure that you booked a place in the school where you can provide the straps because um, they you need a space to do it. You need a, a, a time uh, where you explain children what it is and why they're receiving it and uh, how, how to use it in a way. So where they have to wear it, 
and why they have to wear it on that place and uh, this kind of aspects. And you need some time, you need some quiet time. In, and school don't want to be disturbed because they have uh, teachers have already so much to do. So you don't want to take their time. You don't want to do it in class. If possible, you want to do it outside class. Yes, good points. And and then I wanted Hello? to ask... Excuse oh. me. Could I ask one question before you? Yeah, yeah. Sir, please, please go on. Do you work with children in physical activity? Okay, then you should listen to us. We wanted to tell you about this polar bear animation that is so cool. And we understood from his funny explanations why humans and polar bears shouldn't sit all day. Fabian device, it is an accelerator. And I could tell you all the specs. But you just need to know it measures accurately sedentary behavior and physical activity. And is scientifically validated. But most importantly, using it feels like magic. Yeah, like magic. Ding dong done. So, Lomo at Fibian.com slash kids. Please click it because it's important that kids all over the world can learn from polar bear. That's so awesome. Mom, can we have a polar bear as a pet? Please, Mom? Mm. And how, how would you, the guidance of the wearing the device, what would be the ideal? Would you, would you kind of teach the parents? Would you teach the teachers? Would you do it? Would you do it and have a video that they can get back to? Or how, how would you see the, the importance of guidance and how to do it? You reported all uh, good, uh, these are all good possibilities. It depends on... Uh, on how much burden you you can or you want or uh, you established with the school like how much information how much they're willing to do for example in our study we of course we explained to the teachers that the children had to wear the device on their non-dominant uh, hand so the one they don't use to to write in general and uh, and few practical aspects about it. Um, so, for example, that the, that the device uh, can can be uh, could be um, uh, washed in a way that some water could spill on it without any problems. But it was better not to have it underwater for too long. So we uh, suggested our participants not to use it if they were having a bath or uh, they were swimming uh, but newer devices like devices now at days like there's devices which are fully water resistant so this problem doesn't uh, exist when using these devices so uh, coming back to that i would provide uh, i would provide friendly and nice uh, explanation uh, to the children about what is the device what it does um i would explain them that they can keep it off uh, keep it on uh, all day all night and that uh, it shouldn't give them any problems 
but if they have any problems or if they don't want to wear it i should uh, point to them with the person they should give the uh, the device back and uh, and that there's no problem in uh, not wearing it anymore because this could lead uh, to big problem if children don't like to wear it don't want to wear it or maybe it was tight and nobody helped the children um making less tight uh, they might have a bad experience and they, this would lead to reduced compliance maybe in if you are doing follow up measurements this child would be less keen to use the device again so we want them to have a nice experience with the device and also we don't want them to lose it because if they don't like it and they just uh, but they're not if they're really young and they try to pull it out and they they can break it or they could uh, just take it off and uh, forget about it and lose it well if you point a person or, um, like the teacher of the class or the parent um, they should refer to if they don't want it anymore this could help and and you said that losing devices losing data could you give some ballpark figures how many percent of devices you might expect to lose when you work work with kids and how much percent of data you can expect to lose and i i don't have the the exact percentages percentage with me but if uh, if you don't have a, a good plan about uh, reducing the increasing compliance and uh, um, reducing uh, the loss of these devices because there probably will be some lost uh, you might uh, lose up to like, more than 5% of the devices and these devices are are expensive and i think i read some studies recently uh, which had uh, um, over 800 devices they lost uh, around 20 or or more and these uh, some of these devices cost uh, more than 250 dollars or or pounds and uh, you don't want to lose them basically no you want to put in places plans not to lose them but it is you would expect to lose some uh, but if you lose just one or two that's good like it means that uh, uh, you did a good job in preventing uh, loss of accelerometers but that's a possibility that you need to factor in that you might lose accelerometers while the participant mm. and and how about the data lost data or not oh, yeah. collected data how how much was it for you in the with the wrist devices about that was mainly Uh, that depends on, on many things so let's talk about uh, compliance because at the end of the day it goes down to how, how much the participant how long they wear they they wear it so most like a good like most of the children did not wear it during the night even if we suggested to and i think we this is down to the uh parents and not wanting the children to wear it during the night so it was not a problem for our project uh, um but this is an important thing to know 
uh, in a project that if you want to do a 24-hour analysis, uh, you need to put in place strategies to make sure that the parents uh, will uh, will keep the the device on on the children also during the night. Uh, it was not a problem for us, but because we had uh, strategies ready to uh, to face it, so we provided parents with uh, uh, a diary to to write down where they, when they were going to sleep, but that didn't work well. But anyway, we had a third strategy which was using uh, that didn't work well. Let me finish with that. They didn't work well because most of the parents did not complete it so around probably 10 or 50 percent did it but that was still a good information for us to gather and uh, to do an average about uh, time to go to sleep and time uh, to wake up so we could uh, select uh, a window of time for uh, uh, as a wake uh, period of uh, awake time for uh, all the children and we used that for all the children in data analysis which was between 6 and in the morning and 11 in the evening but that was informed because by um, by the the data that we collected from the from the parents uh, so there was a strategy behind what we so it's important to have these strategies yeah so did did i hear correctly that you had the diary that parents should be filling about for example sleep time and you only got like 10 to 15 percent yes filling it let's let's um uh, i will remember that uh, remember you that this was a uh, from deprived areas so some of the parents were not maybe even english speaking so they might have had also some problems with uh, uh, with with handling the, those kind of information, or uh, or maybe they could have been too busy uh, working and they not evaluate uh, this kind of part of the project as much, or maybe we were not clear enough about it, or it was too much of a burden, and they were they were not uh, willing to do it. So in a deprived areas, probably. Um, the the parents had bigger problems than uh, feeling feeling that. But but anyway, you can expect, especially in the deprived areas, that you might not get the replies from yes. from the parents. So that's exactly. good to good to consider and maybe think of strategies how to how to do it better. Uh, we have covered quite many things now related to different methods and different wearing possibilities and practicalities. And we have been sedentary for 55 minutes, yeah. so I think it's Already? good time to have a have a break. Uh, do you have anything you would like to add to this, this team? Um, uh, just a final suggestion to everybody wanting to, to use the to access physical activity it would be to make sure that uh, before collecting any and any physical activity data before sending out any device make sure that the um, that you know what uh, what you want to assess in terms of um, of physical of uh, physical activity output in terms of physical activity type 
physical activity intensity. So do you want to assess moderate to vigorous physical activity or sedentary behaviors? Make sure that the device that you selected is a, is a good one to, to assess this, that construct. Make sure that there's validated um, methods for that specific device and brand to, to assess that, that physical activity construct. And uh, as I said, as I said before, remember about the sleeping, uh, how, how you account for sleeping time and how you account for uh, and think about the valid day criteria and valid week criteria before starting your, phys um, your physical activity data collection. Mm. And maybe, maybe I could add here that always remember the importance of piloting and testing that it's almost impossible to predict all the things that you will, you will face when you start doing like, for example, this, that the parents are not filling the form, the strap is too big. These children thought that it's too ugly, the device. There's so many things that really do a pilot and also analyze the data and maybe even draw a graph. Then you kind of understand that, are we actually doing the right thing? You don't want to know this after collecting like two years of data that, ah, actually we did this wrong and it's difficult to report. Yes. So pay attention to piloting. It's usually it feels that you don't have time, but you want to push the other things further and do the good pilot rather than start with, with without yeah. the knowledge from piloting. True. Because if you do a mistake, there, there might be no coming back. Uh, especially if if there is a wrong uh, epoch uh, that you set for your uh, device, like a wrong time of uh, duration of physical activity assessment, uh, wrong frequency of assessment, wrong. Uh, uh, it's something that you need to check for your devices, for your methods of assessment, always before starting any data collection. Yeah, and maybe maybe one more thing that when you have found the way to do things in the pilot, make a good process description that your possible research assistants can just follow. Like it's just step one, do this, step two, and you put the right epoch, you put the right settings, you, you sanitize devices, you make sure that it's a non-dominant wrist or wherever it needs to be. Those are super important because you might not, you might pick up new people who come to do the measurement and maybe somebody didn't have time to explain everything. So have a process which is explained really, really clearly. Oh yeah. And uh, contact uh, somebody with more experience than you if you are not, <laughs> if you don't feel like um, you are completely um yeah, sure about the methods you're using <laughs> yeah yeah and somebody just checking your protocol for like just skimming through in five minutes somebody experienced might find quite many things in in five minutes already from there so yeah consult some people who who have done the practicalities and done the studies and report 
But I think this has been very interesting discussions. I think Hopefully, we will have a break the and and then continue. But anyway, thank you, Matteo, for for this. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.